standing. I want us to pray a few prayers for this nation. You are aware of what is going on tomorrow. And um, in most times, things like this, the enemy will take advantage of. And I want us to really cry out to God this morning. Choir, you may go back to your seat. God bless you. I want us to really pray this morning for South Africa. Amen. That the enemy will not take advantage of tomorrow. Say amen, somebody. You know, there are defining moments in every nation. Please, um, just hold it right there. There are defining moments in every nation uh, when certain things happen and you realize that that was that was that was when the nation just took another thing and tomorrow is one of those days that can cause a defining moment for this nation and I want us to really go before God and pray listen to me church the only weapon that God gave to the believer is the weapon of what? prayer and if we can take advantage of this weapon we'll be able to avert all that the enemy plans to do um, yes we are all not happy with what is going on in our nation the issue of the load shedding is becoming unbearable businesses are suffering the economy is suffering everything is feeling it um, and we are seeing all that and so um, the EFF have decided through the leadership of Julius Malema to just give the government a wake-up call to say look we are not happy and we want to go to the street and protest I don't have a problem with that like I said yesterday where I have a problem is that Julius Malema as a leader would now go and issue threats to people and say if you ever come out to stop us uh, you should greet your mother or kiss your mother goodbye and that you will meet your maker. That, for me, is dictatorship. You shouldn't infringe on people's rights and expect us that you will threaten us to kill us. It, it shows me that when you become the president of South Africa tomorrow, you will be a dictator. And I don't like anything like that. I represent God. I don't represent people. I represent God. And I have to speak the truth in love. Yes, what Julius Malema is doing is right. It's right. Our government needs to know that we are not happy. And something must be done. What they are doing is right. It's their right. It's the right of the people of South Africa to say, government, we can't just keep quiet to what you are doing. But now to threaten people's life is what I don't want. And for me, I'm against that. This country, we have lost too many lives. You know, just two days ago or three days ago, my wife said to me, you know, so somebody just woke up in the morning and decided that AKA's life should just be over. And you see, the blood of these people are crying out of the earth of South Africa for their killings. And we cannot afford that type of catastrophe again where we will lose lives, innocent lives. And many of these people are not born again and they will end up in hell. Say amen, somebody. So we are going to pray. We want the protest to take place, but we don't want any bloodshed. Hello, church. Are we together? And I pray that both the president and Julius Malema will probably have an opportunity to stumble into a message like this. Yes, our president of South Africa, President Cyril Ramaphosa, we are tired. We are tired of the load shedding. 
we are tired of what is going on in our nation and you as a leader should do something about it you can't just sit up there and just wait for things to happen make it happen and we know you can because God has placed you there in the place of authority as a leader but also let me talk to uh, the president of EFF Julius Malema yes you have a right to do what you are doing and we back you we support you but we don't support violence you don't have to threaten anybody that will stand against you as a leader you must always know that some people will disagree with you and that is the truth and and you know we yes we 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 definitely you know for me and my wife when we were talking about this you like you know what president uh, julius malema who is the president of the eff is right to stand up against the 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 ruling party to say guys we are tired of the mess and for me we give him the support definitely I will stand and say that we give him as a society, we give him the support. But the one we don't support is that there will be violence. And if what you are planning is violence, God is not, a, is not for you. That's the truth. God is against violence. Somebody say amen. We are not for violence. Nobody's life should be taken tomorrow. Nobody's blood should be shed. So church, we are going to raise up prayer for the nation of South Africa. Give me the book of Psalm 122 and verse 6. Psalm 122 and verse 6. Glory to Jesus. Are you here this morning? I said, are you here this morning? Psalm 122 and verse 6. Hurry up, please, sir. Whoever is on the screen, help us. Psalm 122. The Bible says, pray. Please, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. I don't want to read from my Bible. It says, pray for the peace of South Africa. Where is your amen? It says, pray for the peace of South Africa. They shall prosper that love thee. They shall prosper that love the nation. Next verse. Keep going. Peace be within thy walls and prosperity within thy palaces. Next verse. Keep going. For my brethren's sake and my companion's sake, I will now say, peace be within thy walls or within thee. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek thy good. Church, let me tell you, when there is chaos in a nation, nobody gathers for church. Oh, no, amen. As Ukrainians now, there is nobody gathering for service because of the war. He said, for the sake of the house of the Lord, let us pray for peace. Oh, your amen, your amen. Church, listen to me. In the order of priority, peace is better than success. You cannot enjoy success without peace. I don't care how much. That's why you find out that men like Solomon were called men of peace. And the Bible said that God gave him rest roundabout. When you don't have peace, you don't have rest. Are we together, church of God? So we are going to declare peace over South Africa. Father, we speak peace on this action tomorrow. The devil will not take advantage of tomorrow and cause bloodshed, cause war in this nation. Open your mouth and begin to pray. In the name of Jesus, let us declare peace over the land. Declare peace over South Africa. Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift up the nation of South Africa. We lift up the nation of South Africa from Johannesburg to Cape Town. We declare peace. We speak we speak peace 
Somebody lift up your voice and let's call upon the Lord for this nation. Lord, we speak peace from Johannesburg to Cape Town. We speak peace in every province. In Kauteng, we speak peace. In the Western province, we speak peace. In the Eastern Cape, we speak peace. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we declare peace in Mpumalanga. Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 16 glory to God we are still praying for the peace of the land now the Lord of peace himself somebody say God himself will give you peace always how 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 we are going to declare by all means father let tomorrow be peaceful are you sure you are here this morning somebody say in the name of Jesus heavenly father tomorrow by all means let there be peace in this nation let there be peace give us peace in the name of Jesus open your mouth and pray by all means Jesus by all means oh God the God of peace my father by all means give peace tomorrow let it be peaceful let it be a peaceful protest in the name of Jesus Somebody open your mouth and pray. You are too quiet. You are too quiet. Open your mouth and pray for the nation of South Africa. Lord, we declare peace by all means. In the name of Jesus, we speak peace by all means. In the nine provinces, we declare peace by all means. In every quarter of this nation, we declare peace by all means. Rekoto, Elekebe, Babarando, Kemosuka, Babayekotala, Somebody pray. Holy Ghost. Peace by all means. Peace by all means. In the name of Jesus Christ. The book of 2 Timothy or 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 1. 1 Timothy 2 and verse 1. Keep standing. Nobody sitting please. Keep standing. Except you are an old woman, you cannot stand or your health is challenged. But everybody stand. Uh, you know, I said we should pray for South Africa and we are all carrying on our seat. Church, tomorrow can determine a whole lot. <laughs> you know, 
when you see nations that are in war, it is very little things that sparked it. Not big things. Little things. I exhort therefore that first of all, supplication, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for how many men? Next verse. For kings or for presidents, for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. We are going to pray for our president. We are going to pray for those in authority. They don't seem to have a solution to what is going on in our nation. But let us ask God to stretch forth his hand and give them wisdom. Oh, are you here this morning? Let's ask God. Father, we are in a situation in our nation that we don't want to escalate more than this. Listen to me, church. I saw Nigeria began like this. And now you are in a, a situation where in Nigeria you can stay 30 days, two months without electricity. It started like this. I was still a young boy when it started. This is 50-something years ago when this thing began. And now today, you hardly have power in Nigeria. A nation like Nigeria that produces oil, we don't have power. You just wonder what kind of leaders do Africa have? People that sit and have no brains to think. I don't know why they even come out for president. If you don't have capacity, sit down and give it to those who have capacity. Honestly, when President Cyril became president of this nation, all of us had high hopes. We had hopes forever that this man has run a successful business and therefore he can run this nation. But you see now, what is going on is because his leadership is not leading. Uh, give me the scripture we read yesterday at the prayer. Judges chapter 25, or is it 21 verse 25 or 25, 21? 25, 21. Judges 25, 21. Quickly. Help me quickly. You are in service already. Amen. Apostle, but we came to service. Yes, you are in service. If you don't pray for tomorrow, you may not have next week's service. The devil is a liar. In those days, there was no king in Israel. Read the last sentence. Every man, Julius Malema did what was right in his own eyes. When, there is, when leadership is not effective, the people will do what is right in their own eyes. This is what is happening in South Africa. And President Cyril needs to wake up. He needs a wake-up call. Listen, I am not against what Julius Malema is doing at all. Somebody needs to let the president know we are tired. We are tired. I'm not a politician. I will never be. I'm not in any party. I can address anybody. I represent God. I represent God. So that's why I can... And let me tell you, if President Cyril and Julius Malema are here in the service, everything I'm saying, I will say it before them. With no fear or reservation. Because in those days, there was no king in Israel. Everybody decided, you know what, let's do what is right in our eyes. That's exactly what EFF is doing. Because there is no president. There is one, but he, we can see that he doesn't, he's indecisive. Now Julius Malema rises up and says, let us do what is right in our eyes. So we are going to pray. Father, our president, you, you put, he is there right now. 
we don't have a choice. Let the hand of God release wisdom upon him. And everyone in the place of authority. Let them receive solution to give us peace in this nation. Are you ready to pray, church? Say, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for the president of our nation, President Cyril. We pray for everyone in authority. Father, let your hand be released. Give them wisdom to lead South Africa and to bring her to her destiny. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth and begin to pray. Mashoto leke bregedos embrada da bashanda bragada ya bragada rebados ke predeke shoto kotolo boto embrade kapala brande ketegeli arabada. Somebody pray, pray, pray. Lift up your voice and let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for your hand to be released upon our president, upon those that are in authority. Lord, we pray that you give them wisdom, oh God Almighty, to find solution to this present situation of Lord Shedding. In the name of Jesus Christ, oh God, we pray today, Father, by your mercy, let your hand be released upon the leadership of this nation, our president, those that are in authority. Thank you, Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. The book of Psalms chapter 33 and verse 10. Psalms 33 and verses 10. Give it to us on the screen. Psalm 33 and verse 10. The Bible said, The Lord bringeth the counsel of the heathen to naught. Say amen to that. He brings the counsel of unbelievers to naught. He maketh the devices of the people of none effect. Where is your amen? Next verse. The counsel of the Lord standeth forever and the thought of his heart to what? To all generations. He brings the counsel of the hidden to naught. Now church, we have seen what happened during the looting that happened last year July. Church, there are some young people that are gathering to make sure that they use tomorrow to cause mayhem and havoc. To break into businesses break down things, cause chaos, take advantage and steal. But God will bring them to naught. Everyone who is gathering anywhere to cause mayhem tomorrow, let the fire of God judge them right now. Are you ready to pray? Say, Heavenly Father, like you are serious, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, everybody gathering to cause trouble tomorrow, to cause mayhem tomorrow, Father, let your judgment be released. Scatter them now. Arise. Let your enemies be scattered. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth and open fire. Your country, pray for the nation of South Africa. Every
destruction though God's looting we scatter them now we decree judgment agent this thing is going to blow out because your head president Cyril he said we are preparing the armed forces did you hear that we are preparing the armed forces now Julius Malema has also said that we are also preparing our own arms that anybody that comes against them we meet their maker beloved it will take one bullet to exit somebody dies one EFF or even Julius himself and you will see what will happen. So we are going to pray for the law enforcement agent. That God will give them wisdom tomorrow. To manage this situation. The Lord will give them what? Wisdom. To manage this situation. That they will not make a wrong decision. Because church, this is how war starts. This is how war starts. And let me tell you. One of the greatest hope of Africa today is South Africa. Every nation in Africa looks up to this nation. Every. I'm talking every. Not one removed. Every nation. If they want to refer to any nation that is, that is like the Western culture and the Western nations, the only nation they mention is in Africa is South Africa. And now we can't afford to... Satan is after this nation. <laughs> I'm telling you, the devil is after South Africa. Majorly. But as long as we are here, we will stop him. I said, as long as we are here, we will what? Stop him. I want us to pray that the hand of God be released on the law enforcement. That every action they take tomorrow, every decision they make, will be by the wisdom of God. How many of you know God can take over? Let us pray. Say, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for the South African military. We pray for JMPD. We pray for South African police that you release your hand right now and give them wisdom. Put wisdom on their lives to take the right action tomorrow. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth and begin to pray. 
toi. Rade koske fredi abalambre ke kos. Ne debede ke te breke te de brede gede. Maye kabale ke te breke bele ke kos. Rada bada yada brana gada bara bada fredi elebedes. Mande koreme so fredi kabala kande breke kos. Father in the name of Jesus. Let the hand of the Lord be released. Upon the SAPS. Upon the JMPT. Upon South African military. Lord God Almighty. Every action they take will be by the Holy Ghost. and verse 53 quickly help me Matthew 2 6 and 53 uh, the Bible said thinkest thou that I cannot now somebody say when when now pray to the, my father and he shall presently give me more than 12 legions of angels we are going to pray father dispatch legions of angels by tomorrow let the angels stop violence let the angels take control. Let everything done by tomorrow be taken control of by the angels of the Lord. Somebody holler in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, release your angels. Dispatch legions of angels into South Africa now. Let them take control of tomorrow in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Thank you, Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name. 
lift up your hands and just give God thanks give him thanks do you believe he answered you give him the glory give him the glory oh give him the glory give him the glory thank you father thank you Jesus we are rest assured that you are in control of tomorrow we are rest assured that you have taken control of tomorrow and to you alone be all the glory and honor and it's in Jesus name we have prayed and the church say put those hands together for the Lord and you may be seated hallelujah all right let me just do something short sweet and short and then you'll go and eat your rice and chicken hallelujah or your burovos and pap mm -hmm. keep going what else roast potato and cream spinach and then you drown it with marva pudding hallelujah <laughs> oh, go to our scripture second corinthians chapter 4 and verse 16 second corinthians 4 and verse 16 we are still digging somebody say we are digging say it out loud like say we are digging all right so today we are going to dig deeper into the word of god all right Give me this in the Amplified version of the Bible. We've been reading King James. Let's just glean from the Amplified. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 16. The Bible says in the Amplified, Therefore we do not become discouraged. Look at your neighbor say, don't be discouraged. Oh, you didn't preach like me. Say, don't be discouraged. Say it one more time. Don't be discouraged. What's the Bible saying? No matter what happens around you in your life, don't be what? Don't be discouraged. The Bible says, therefore, we do not become discouraged, utterly spiritless, or exhausted, and wearied out through what? Fear. He said, for though our outman, outward man is pros, progressively decaying and wasting away, yet... Our inward self is being progressively renewed how many days? Day by day. Glory to God. I'm glad. Those of you who were here on Wednesday, I demonstrated the outer man and the inner man. And um, I, I was saying to us on Wednesday, because I, I, I taught on a message I titled creating from the inner man. Or creating from, yeah, from the inner man. Uh, and... and you know, church, it's amazing that many of us pay so much attention to our outer man. We pay attention to our flesh. Many of you now go to work, you work for 30 days or you run your business and almost 90% of your income is spent on your outer man. None is spent on your inner man. And let me tell you, your life is sustained by your inner man. If you pay more attention to the outer man, you will be discouraged. You will be spiritless. You will... Utterly live in fear. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Pay attention to the inner man. So that you are not discouraged, you are not utterly spiritless or exhausted or wearied out. It says pay attention. The inner man is who you really are. The inner man is you. The strength of a man is not determined by muscle. There are so many people that go to gym and commit suicide. But when you have built muscle on the inside, no matter what trouble comes, you're standing. Are we together so far? All right, let's keep reading. 
The Bible says, for our light momentary affliction, this light distress of the passing hour is ever more and more abundantly preparing us and producing in us and achieving for us an everlasting weight of glory. Hallelujah. I love that. He said, whatever trouble you are going through now, whatever challenge is preparing you. The Bible says it is also producing something. And he's also achieving something. And what is that? The weight of glory. The weight. The weight of glory. My God. He says beyond all measure. How many measure? All measure. And excessively surpassing all comparisons. And all. Look at the all. Hi Jesus. You know the title of my message today is life in the fullness of Christ. Life in the fullness of Christ. He says, beyond all measure, excessively surpassing all comparisons and calculate all calculations, a vast and transcendent, glo transcendent glory and blessedness never to keep going, keep going, sir, to cease. Ne the, the next verse. Since we consider and look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are what? Unseen. For the things that are visible are what? Another version said they are subject to change. Anything your eyes can see is subject to change. Your situation is subject to change. Oh, your amen, your amen, your amen. It says they are temporal, briefing and fleeting. But the things that are invisible are deathless and what? Everlasting. Father, bless the teaching of your word. In Jesus' name. Um, Jesus made a statement in, uh, in the book of John chapter 14 and verse 12. Please put it for us. Let's read it. I wanted to quote it, but the Bible says in John 14, 12, give us the King James Version. Quickly, quickly. John chapter 14 and verse 12. Give us the King James Version. Say, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me. How many of you believe on Jesus? Let me see your hand. Some of you, you are not raising your hand. How many of you believe on Jesus? Say, I believe. I believe. All right. The Bible says, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than this shall he do because I go unto my father. So Jesus said that there is a possible, this is Jesus, this is God, your creator. He's saying that there is a possibility I've placed in you that today you can do what Jesus did. And not just what Jesus did, you can do greater than he did because he's gone to the father. The reason he said that because you remember in John chapter uh, 7, the Bible said he was preaching on the last day of the feast. He said, if any man thirst, let him come unto me. And the Bible says, for as it is written, next verse, that as the scripture said, for out of his belly shall what? Shall what? Shall what? Flow rivers of living waters. And the next verse said, this is speak of the spirit that is yet to come. So he was saying that as soon as he leaves, there is the Holy Ghost that's going to come on the believer. 
that will make him do serious exploits. Only one amen. amen. That will make him do things that will outstand unbelievers. That everybody will notice you. That you just won't do ordinary things. I mean, church, there was no one that could ignore Jesus when he was on the earth. Nobody. I don't care who you are. I mean, the people of his day said there is a man who has turned our nation upside down. Jesus, Herod, in fact, not even just when he was an adult. From a baby, Herod wanted to kill him. Herod slaughtered everybody two years and under just because of Jesus. And now Jesus opens his mouth and tells me and you that we can do greater than he did. How are we supposed to do that? Because he has given us the Holy Ghost. Oh, no, amen. Uh, you see, church, I don't believe the, the people of God understand what Jesus meant when he says that out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. I think you've just seen that and you think it's, it's just some mystery. No. It's that out of your belly we flow out things that the unbelievers will be astounded with. Are we together, church? He said, this is speak of the Holy Ghost. You all know that Jesus was baptized. The Bible says when, you know, when he was born, obviously he was born of the Spirit. So he, was, he already had the Holy Ghost inside him. But he couldn't function as a minister of the gospel. So what did he do? On the day of baptism, John was in Jordan baptizing. And Jesus came to be baptized. And the Bible says, as Jesus was being baptized, praying, what happened? The Holy Ghost did what? Descended upon him as like a dove. That was the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So Jesus was baptized on the day, baptized in water, and the same day he was baptized in the Holy Ghost. And so that's when he began his ministry. And boy, did Jesus do exploits. Jesus. I mean, you know, church, I, some of you, I, I don't know why you don't take your Christian life serious. You, you, and anyway, let me not get to that. I will get to that. You need to know Jesus. Also. You need, see, if you don't know Jesus, when I got born again, the moment I got saved, the first thing I wanted to know was Jesus. Because this is what he said. As he is, so are we in this world. Hello? That means if there is anything Jesus did that I'm not doing, then something is wrong. The Bible lets us know, I think it's in John 3, 34, that God gave him the spirit without measure. I have heard preachers say that, no, we, we have measure. It's a lie. As he is, so are we in this world. You have the spirit without measure. You have the Holy Ghost without measure. Listen, you know, as you advance in the things of God, you begin to understand. I was, I think I was preaching the other day um, on the Saturday prayer, and I mentioned the three stages of our maturity in Christ. You all remember that? 1 John 2, verse 12. I hope I'm correct. Check for it. 1 John 2, 12. Let me just do a refresher course for those who didn't come for prayer. 1 John 2, 12. Check, 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 check quickly. I, there you go. I write unto you little children. Somebody holler little children. Somebody holler little children. Some of you are here now. You are little children. Yes, you are 50 years old, but you are what? If you just gave your life to Jesus, you are a little child. 
What are you? A little child. The reason he says that because the moment you get born again, you get born again as a baby. Just like when you were born in the natural, you were not born an adult. I was telling them yesterday in prayer that if President Cyril Ramaphosa comes here today, he's a spiritual child to me. He will be my spiritual. That's why when I talk to them, I don't talk as one that is afraid of president. No. If Julius Malema is here, he's my spiritual son. Uh, hello. No matter their position. If once they give their life to the Lord, they become my spiritual baby. So I don't look at them as, I don't address President Sarah as a, I, from my office, I will address him as a spiritual son. So that I will be able to give him godly counsel. That's why I don't want, I wonder how pastors go around presidents and they are, hey, 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 they are kneeling down. No. Abba, my office is higher. Let me tell you, right now, if you give me the office of the president, you have demoted me. And I'm saying it with every sense of responsibility. If you give me the office of the president of South Africa, you have reduced me. That's demotion. Are we together? So the Bible says, I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven. One of the things you know about little babies is that, because now it's talking about little children, their sins are forgiven. Why did I even remember this scripture? I've gone off my message now. Somebody pulled me back. But anyhow, their sins are forgiven. Little babies, that's how they are. You do anything, you forgive them. Whatever they do, what do you do? You forgive them. Mommy, you are breastfeeding your child. I mean, this child is sucking your breast. Your nipple is sore and he still bite it. <laughs> Will you say I won't give you breast anymore? No, you forgive them. That's what babies do. Babies are self-centered. And many of you are like that. <laughs> you just come to church. Father, give me, 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 give <laughs> me. My wife... We got home, my wife said to me, baby, she did her hand like this, wicked God, wicked Holy Ghost, wicked Father. He said, baby, how do you get all these things? I said, me, I don't know. <laughs> Just... <laughs> so babies, all they do is give me, feed me. Babies don't care. They are selfish. They will keep you up in the whole night. Uh, gladness and uh, Deacon Gladness and Pastor KG are telling me their experience with their baby. And I'm praying to God that the anointing of the Holy Ghost will touch somebody so he doesn't desire. But uh, that prayer has not been answered. <laughs> the prayer has not been answered. She woke up, when was it? A week ago, she said, baby, I want a baby now. I say, you are not serious. <laughs> ah, Jesus. So babies are like that. They, 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 he said they will, they will keep Pastor Keji and Dickiness Gladness up the whole night. And in the morning, they are still crying for breast. They won't allow you to sleep. That's how they are. And many of you are like, but, but the Bible recommends that you desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. So how do you grow as a baby? Through the word. That's why those of you who don't take coming to church serious, you will not grow. You don't take the word serious, you will not grow. Buy messages, listen to them in your car. Grow. It is the word of God that makes you grow. So that you don't remain a baby forever. It's so difficult to pastor babies. Babies don't know what sacrifice means. If, you if we say now we are going to build 
something. Let's give offering. One baby there we say, hey, they have come again. Every time is money, money, money. That's baby. Babies only know complain. They don't know how to sacrifice or do anything for another person. And the Bible says, I write to you little children because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. Next verse. We are doing a teaching this morning. Follow me. He said, I write unto you fathers because you have known him from the beginning. So let me not talk about the fathers. Let's talk about the young men. He said, I write unto you young men because you have overcome what? The wicked one. So, and I write unto you children because you have known the father. So he talks about the young men. Young men are victorious. They fight, they conquer. Young men are action-oriented. You see the youth. <laughs> when we say youth service, hey! That's young men. That's how they are. They are very boy. They are full of life. Action. Let's do it. Apostle, come on now. You want to build auditorium. Expand this auditorium to 50,000. We are ready. That's young men. Action. They cast out devils. They are excited about casting out demons. They are excited about work, serving the Lord. That's why some of you parents who are not giving your young children opportunity to serve God, they will cause problems for you. Because they need to go through this stage in their youth. You don't want an adult baby. I'm telling you. You don't. So, he says, I write to you young men because you, you, you have overcome the wicked one. You know how to fight. You know how to gain victory. You know how to achieve success. They pursue. Amen, somebody. Young men are the ones always talking about success. Their achievements. All that they have achieved. That's young men. But he now talks about the father. The fathers. Fathers, he says, he has known him from the beginning. That knowledge is not just the knowledge of knowing. It is that they've known God to the point where they are matured now to be a blessing to others. They are matured enough to bring Jesus to be glorified. Hello. That means you cannot, if you are still a, a little child or a young man, Jesus will not be glorified through your life. Because everything you are doing is for yourself. If I check your 12 prayer request, I will know in these three categories where you are. Number one, father, husband. You all know what I'm saying. Number two, Lamborghini. <laughs> Number three, house. Give me house. Number four, father, give me a child. Number five, give me. Everything is give me, give me, give me. But when fathers write prayer requests, father, use me to reach out to nations. Use me to win souls. Lord, may I be the one you will use to win 20 million South Africans. May I be the one that you will use to touch lives. Use me to build houses for people. Use me to buy cars. I'm not asking for cars. Use me to buy cars for others. That's how fathers pray. So you will know where you are in this category. And it's important. Church, the reason why I went through this whole thing that I just said is because there are certain things committed to only fathers. There are certain things you will not achieve being a young man and being a little child. So these three stages are very critical in everybody's life. But the truth is that it does not take 20 years to go from a little child to a father. You can attain that in a short period depending on your seeking. Hello. 
If you grow in the word, you will attain being a father, even if you are 15. Hello, church. I saw a little, I see nine-year-old boy preaching. I, I was an American boy. Boy was vibrating scriptures. Talking very maturely. Holding the mic. Talking. If I give some of you 50-year-old microphone now, you, you see? That's the difference. Are we together? So it talks about these stages. So let, let's, let's now go to Ephesians chapter 4 so I can just uh, tie up my message since we don't have much time. Ephesians chapter 4. Uh, give me from verse 12. Uh, Ephesians 4. Give me, possibly give me from the Amplified. Ephesians 4 and verse 12. Ephesians 4 verse 12. All right. No, start from verse 11. Start from verse 11. Quickly. Are you getting something out of this? All right. The Bible says, uh, and his gifts were varied. He himself appointed and gave men to us. Who did he give men to? Who did he give men to? All right. Look at your neighbor say, Apostle Felix was given to you. By God. All right. Look on the other side. Say the same thing. Apostle Felix was given to you by God. All right. The Bible says he gave men to us, some to be what? Apostles, special messengers, some prophets, inspired preachers and expounders, some evangelists, preachers of the gospel and traveling missionaries, some pastors, shepherds of his flock, and some teachers. Now he tells you the reason why these five kinds of men and women were released. He's about to give you the reason. Next verse. His intention was the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints. Somebody say perfecting. So, so why are you here today? To be what? To be perfected. That's the reason why you come to the house of God. That's the reason why God places you under the fivefold ministry. I have seen some people, there are people that are sitting even here that says, nobody can be, I don't have any spiritual leader over me. You are in error. God gives them to you for the perfecting of the saints. He said for the perfecting and full equipping of the saints. His consecrated people. That they should do the work of ministering toward building up Christ's body, the church. Say amen. You know, I've been preaching about kingdom service. If you are here and you are not serving, how come you are not serving? Because according to this scripture, the reason God gave me to you is that I will perfect and build you. So that the intention God has in mind is so that you can now be one of the people that do the work of ministering to, toward building the body of Christ, which is the church. So what is an usher doing now? Is building the body of Christ. What did the choir do today? Building the body of Christ as they were singing. What did the announcer do today? Building the body of Christ, the church. So everything you do, that's why anything that makes you stop serving, fight it. Don't allow a leader that is talking to you anyhow, say, I leave choir, I leave ocean. No, it's, listen to me. Seven is a key in the kingdom. Major key in the kingdom. Major key. Are we together? 
So he says, uh, next verse, keep going. Keep going. That they might develop. So my assignment as one sent to you by God is that I develop you. And church, I am sent to not to develop your body. Hello. My assignment is not develop your body. I can tell you what to do to your body. At least take a shower. <laughs> I can tell you not to eat fast food every day. Because those fast food will kill you. They have chemicals that will cause some reactions in your body. I don't want to mention fast foods. But all those drive through things. You eat them every day. <laughs> you will have trouble before you get to 50. You see, I'm 52. You see how I'm bouncing like tennis ball. Abba Shadaya. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Leave all those bull of us alone. You see, all this, all this chemically treated meat. Bull of us. Doc, you are here. He's doctor. Are you with me? Bull of us. What else? Name them. Bologna. They keep naming. Ham. All, the, all these meat. Keep eating now. One day with one day. I'm not saying don't eat them, but don't make them everyday thing. They will cause some things in your body. I'm telling you, please eat well. Oh. You need to find out about food. Eat well. Some of you don't drink water. At all. Every time, cold drink, juice, cold drink, juice. Cold, you will cold your body. <laughs> your body is made up of 70% water. Drink water. Look at your neighbor say, pastor is preaching good. <laughs> oh, until I shout, yeah, the Lord will bless you. Then you are rejoicing. Now I'm preaching good now. Drink water. Look at your neighbor say, drink water. Some of you, all your nerves, this is how they are acting. They are confused because they haven't seen water. But some of us, our nerves are relaxed. Asha, my nerves are calm. They very, they calculated. They are working together for my good. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, I mean, just, that, look, as much as I'm talking to your inward man, you need to take care of your outward man. This body carries your body. Your carries your spirit. And once this body gets to a certain threshold of deterioration, it will leave. The spirit will leave. That's why people die. That's why you must stay away from stress. Anxiety. The Bible tells you be anxious for how many things? What should you be anxious for? Are you here today? Philippians 4, what, what should you be anxious for? He said, be anxious for nothing. Don't let anything cause you to worry. He said, but in everything, how many things? By prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And look at the answer. God will give you peace. So do you see why I say peace is better than success? I know so many successful people who are not in peace. Oh boy, do I, did I go? <laughs> I went to Mayasda Eco Estate to go and separate fight for one of our members those years. Kai, when I entered this house, I said, Father, when will thou bless me like this? 
but no peace in this house. These people have money for days. It, they got divorced. That's how they left church. Money for days. You enter their garage. You know what the wife did? One day they were fighting. He just bought a hammer. That time, that, that big hammer, H, is it H2 or H3, just came out. Massive one. The woman took a piston, went to all the glass windows, broke all of them. Kai, I said, what kind of marriage is this? This is WWE, South African edition. Hallelujah. My goodness. <laughs> so, as we were separating the fight, the woman said yesterday, Daddy, he took me by the hair, took upstairs, my feet outside, and wanted to throw me down, held me by the hair. My feet was dangling in the air. I said, Jesus. One day, they were coming from a party in Santen. I've told you this one. They were on 160. He was driving the Range Rover. And the woman, while the guy was on 160 at 2 in the morning, she pulled the steering because they were arguing. And they ran into that thing between the two freeway. The car was rolling. So unfortunately for them, I was the last person they called before they started fighting. <laughs> so the paramedics called me at 2 in the morning. May you have peace. I speak peace in your marriage. I speak peace in your life. In the name of Jesus. You don't know what the absence of peace means. Woman, keep peace in your home. Husband, keep peace. All these three days you are not talking to your wife is the devil. That was for somebody. Keep peace. All these things are what is causing you to age. You are 31. You look like you are my mother. What is your challenge? Be anxious for how many things? Don't worry about anything. Relax. Look at your neighbor. Say, God is fixing that thing. Oh, he's fixing it. I realized that the fear of unknown has killed many people. The fear of unknown. I, told, I was telling a story, I think it was on Wednesday. A pastor called me, a few, I think on Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. And said to me, his wife just passed away. They just diagnosed her of uh, pancreas cancer. She said, when the doctor told me the test result, I said to him, don't tell my wife because she's not ready to handle it. Let me be the one to tell her. He said, as soon as the doctor hung up the phone, he went to her ward and told her. One week later, the woman passed on. What killed her? Fear. Not the cancer. She went to hospital by herself. It's fear. Be anxious for how many things? Let me tell you, there is nothing your father cannot handle. Hey, Jesus. There is nothing that your father cannot handle. Please, stop worrying. You are stressing too much. Christians have high blood pressure. From where? Your pressure, blood pressure is supposed to be like that of a baby. Because Christ in you is what? The hope of glory. There is hope for a tree, even if it be cut down. Job said, but at the scent of water, it shall blossom again. Beloved, no matter what you have lost, there is something in this kingdom called restoration. God said, I will restore the years. That the locust, the caterpillar, the palmer worm, the canker worm has eaten away from my great army. There is restoration. One of the things that comes after salvation is restoration. 
The Bible, I think, speaks of it in Acts chapter 3, verse 19. He said that after you have saved, there is a time, God will bring a time of restitution and refreshing. Acts 3, 19 and 20. He will bring a time of restitution and refreshing. That's what he does. So restitution means restoration. Because church, when Adam messed up, when he ate the fruit, we lost almost everything. But you see, once you give your life to Christ, yes, you have given your life to Christ. God begins the process of restoring everything that Adam lost in your life. Your finances, your jobs, your breakthrough, your houses, your, all your inheritance. He said, I commend you to God. Ask chapter 20 and verse, what verse is that? He said, I commend you to God to the, and to the word of his grace that is able to build you up and give you your own inheritance among them which are sanctified. So God restores. Church, if you have ever lost anything, it's coming back. Where is your amen, church? I said it's coming back. I'm telling you, if you have ever lost anything, church, where were we? We were in uh, where? Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 13. Give me, I think we're in amplified version. Let me just do something for five minutes and we'll close. He said that it might develop until we attain oneness of faith. What are we supposed to attain? Oneness of faith. Church, there is something called oneness of faith. The King James says it's unity of faith. Oneness. That's why you come to church. Church, listen. There are certain things that will never happen in your house unless you are gathered among believers. There is something called corporate anointing in the Bible. There are certain anointings you can't get being in the house alone. Boy, I was with the women yesterday. Man, man, man. Like, I, I seriously, it was like an ownership conference. The glory of God descended in the building. Boy, 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 boy. Allah was like, what? When we got home, my wife said, Oh, today the women have seen the you I see in conference. He says, the, you know, the me here and the one I, uh, I preaches in conferences. We are, it's only my protocol that I enjoy that. That's why you must find out my schedule. Anywhere I'm preaching, Rondell, you will, you will catch something. There's a different anointing that comes on me in conferences. It's not just the normal. So yesterday, the women caught a little glimpse. Hallelujah. It was, it was powerful, man. It was something else. But you see, that happened under corporate anointing. There were so many deliverances yesterday. As we were worshiping, who was leading worship? Audrey. Boy, I was seeing demons flying out. Life, not jokes. Yesterday, women, the things you caught yesterday. Ayah. <laughs> The women of this house will never be the same. I guarantee you. Ah, no, 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 no. Never. Never. It was condensed glory in that building yesterday. My goodness. So there is something called corporate anointing. Are you getting something out of this? I know it's a simple teaching, but you'll get something. And comprehension of the full and accurate knowledge of the Son of God. So, the Bible said that the reason why he gave people like us is that you come to the full knowledge of Christ. Of the Son of God. 
that we might arrive at the really matured what? You should, you see, church, there are certain things you will not get if you don't get to manhood. It says, we are in comprehension and full and accurate knowledge. Somebody holler accurate knowledge. One of the ways you get to maturity is to know Christ. That means that everyone here, I'm giving you an assignment today. Today is a class. We are in Bible School 101. Everybody here, from tomorrow or even from today, start reading the four synoptic gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Listen, those are the stories and the ministry of Jesus. There is no way you will know Jesus without those four gospels. Hello, church. Are you here today? Go and study them. When I gave my life to Christ, I read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John till I could quote almost every, the whole four chapters. I could literally quote them. I had to sit down. I didn't even know God was going to call me into ministry. I just, I was so excited to be born again. You know when you have been a bad boy and now you become good. And, and somebody like me, anywhere I am, if I'm bad, I'm extreme bad. If I'm good, I'm extreme good. You must never allow me to be bad on you. Boy, I can pull the carpet under you. Have you seen gangster? Oh, oh. Don't. Don't wake that part of me up. Don't I I I corner. Don't. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Don't don't wake it up. So, church, but anyhow, God wants you to mature to manhood. He wants you to mature to adulthood as a child of God. And the way you do that. Is through the accurate knowledge of the Son of God. So I'm giving you an assignment, church, and I'm going to ask questions next week. Now, don't don't come to, don't, don't say I won't come to church. You better go and read your Bible now. I'm going to ask questions next week. God help you. You can go on a fast that I don't call you. If I were you, I would start fasting from tomorrow. Father. Take apostles' eyes away from me next week. But I'm going to ask questions of those who read the Bible. Amen. At least tell us something you read. And I'm going to do it randomly. So I'm telling you now. I'm warning you in advance. And the whole world is watching. Remember we are on, on live stream. If you can't quote scripture, one guy from Guangzhou, China, we know that you can't quote scripture. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All right. Amen. My time is gone. All right. So we arrived. And, and the second thing you should do, church, is also not just study Christ, but study the book of Acts. But that we will do another week. The book of Acts are those who were closer to Jesus. So if you study Christ, study those who were with him and how they did what they did in the book of Acts. Study. Church, that's why you see some of us, it's as if we are not born again like you. We, we are the same. But the truth is, the knowledge we have is just too much for us to be down. 
You know you can't sink a balloon that is pumped. Hello? If you take a balloon that is pumped underwater, what will happen? It will rise up. That's what knowledge does. The Bible says, true knowledge shall my just ones be delivered. There is a certain knowledge, threshold of knowledge you have that nothing can sink you. Nothing. All these things you go through one thing. <laughs> I want to kill myself. For where? I never want to kill myself. Kill myself for who? For you. <laughs> never. You will do anything. I will go and buy me Coke and lollipop. There is something my wife always eat tinky. Is it tinkies? The devil is a liar. <laughs> she offered, you know, she was like Eve the other day. So she bought it. I said, baby, it's too much sugar for me. I'm in my 50s. She said, baby, take. <laughs> like, like Eve, she just came to me. Honey, if you love me, eat some tinkies. Jesus. I said, Lord, have mercy on me. <laughs> oh, Jesus. How did I get to tinkies now? I'm hungry. Oh, choir, thank you for reminding me that it's time to close. Amen. All right. Let's, let's finish that scripture. And the Bible said that we might arrive really at what? Matured manhood and the completeness of the personality which is nothing less than the standard height of Christ. Christ's own perfection and the measure of the, let's keep going, of the stature of what? The fullness of Christ and the completeness found in him. Listen, if God says you can live in the fullness of Christ. You can. I'm not the one that said it. God says Apostle Felix can stand like Christ on earth. I can live like Christ. I can walk on water. Although I tried it once, but it didn't work. <laughs> Did I tell you my story? So I have a swimming pool. So I went to the back of my house. I made sure nobody is watching. So... I was just reading the synoptic gospel. I saw Jesus walking on water. But you see, what I did there was foolishness. Because when I got to the pool, I first did like this. <laughs> because I went towards the step to climb down. So I first did like this. Then as I put my leg, he made boom. I said, okay, okay, okay. I will try another day. <laughs> my faith is not there yet. Amen. But the Bible said that you can attain to the fullness of Christ. The fullness of who? Of Christ. You can be like Christ. And that's why he could open his mouth and say, the works that I do, you can do also. So what is our assignment? Build your spirit man to the fullness of Christ. This outer person that you keep taking care of is good to take care of him. The Bible says bodily exercise profited little, but godliness is profitable unto all things. Godliness. That's why those of you who have refused to live a godly life, you can't grow. If we keep reading, you will see where it talks about that if you keep living a wayward life, your soul will be depleted. Find it. Keep, just keep going. Find me that scripture. Let me read that one part. Where he says your soul will be depleted. If you keep going, one of the verses. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. I don't want to talk about love today. Uh, keep going. All right. There you go. He says, so I said 
I say solemnly, testify in the name of the Lord as in his presence that you must no longer live as the hidden. Don't live like unbelievers. Are you living like unbelievers? So where is your amen? He said that you shouldn't live like the hidden, the Gentiles, do in their perverseness, in their, in their folly, vanity, and emptiness of their soul and futility of their mind. So what is he saying? If you keep sleeping with somebody you are not married to, you are depleting your soul. If you keep lying, you are depleting your soul. If you keep drinking alcohol, what are you doing? Deple That's why every time you are doing these things, you are not you are not confident. If I tell somebody committing adultery now, come and say something on the microphone and preach. <laughs> Cell phone vibration is little. You know why? Their soul is being depleted. And church, you cannot live a victorious life with a depleted soul. He said, don't live like unbelievers. Don't do what they do. Don't smoke like them. Don't drink alcohol like them. Don't sleep around like them. Don't lie like them. Don't cheat like them. Don't con like them. Live like a child of God. Have integrity. Because that integrity has something to do with your soul. You are depleting your soul for goodness sake. Why would you as a child of God want your soul to be depleted? If you are sleeping with anybody you are not married to, just tell them bye for today. Forever. Now, except you living together and you are, you are not married, come and see me so we can marry you. But if you have a boyfriend, girlfriend you are sleeping with, end it now. You are depleting your soul. Oh, you don't like me at all. Jesus. You are depleting your soul. Church, you can't be confident before God. When you go before God, you have guilty. All you can pray for is, Father, forgive me. Forgive. You are not even bold. But the Bible says, come boldly to the throne of grace. That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Stop all that depleting of your soul. You don't need it. You don't. Serve God. Live holy. Look at the next verse. Next verse. As I close. He said, in their spiritual apathy, they have become callous, past feelings, reckless, and abandoned themselves as a prey to the unbridled sensuality, eager and greedy to indulge in every form of what? Impurity that their depraved desire may suggest and demand. I, I pray you don't live like... You see, church, your inner man is where the victory is. And every sin you commit affects the inner man. It affects him. The Bible says he that sleeps with a harlot takes the spirit of a harlot. Meaning that anybody you sleep with, if there is anything in their life, the spirit of lust, curse in their life, you inherit it immediately. I've heard men say that from the day I slept with so-and-so woman, everything in my life went down. Everything went down. Everything. I heard the story that just blew my mind the other day in the office. I'm church. I don't know if I should share these stories because some of the people may not like what I will share. But some a lady who's been using muti to get men now repented. 
Unfortunately now, she's giving her life to Christ. But now, the men that she has casted that spell on, she doesn't know how to get those things back. That's why some of you foolish men, with your pot belly, you are just, hey, hey, hey. you're just running after slave queen. My friend, get yourself in order. You don't know where these girls have been to. They are shining on Instagram. That shining that your eyes are seeing, those things are demonic. Some of them have cooked spirits. You leave your wife in the house and be pursuing another woman. You are crazy. You are the craziest human being on the earth. I'm telling you. Apostle, why are you insulting me? Yes, I'm insulting you. Come and fight me. Thank God I have protocol here. That's a stupid life. I'm telling you. It's a stupid life. Don't live that type of life. No. Church, you can't leave your wife or husband at home and go with another. To do what? What are you looking for? Depleting your own soul. I'm glad you are quiet. Every head bow, all eyes closed. Because this foolishness must stop. I am tired of Christians. Listen, I'm pastoring you. God has told me great things about you. Why are they not happening? Because when you leave church, you go live wayward. And when you come to church, you pretend like a Christian. Those days are over. It's time to live for Jesus.